0: So you wanna know how to do the splits, but you just can't figure out why you're not making progress. Well, in today's show, we're gonna talk about my journey, the mistakes I made, and how I reckon I could have gotten five years of results in one year. Stick around, all that and more coming up. We're back. Oh, but, but Rad doesn't <laughs> realise <laughs> he's yeah, just hanging right. out having a coffee. Yeah, right. you know. I zoned out there totally. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. In case you haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm one of the co-founders of Unity Gym and co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. Now, if you want to know how we get such amazing results with our members, it's because we've created a program that has a balance between strength and flexibility. You can learn all about it by downloading one of the fleet, flee, one of the free, not fleet one of the free blueprints. The Strength Blueprint, Flexibility Blueprint, or Nutrition Blueprint. There's a link in the description of this video for them all.
1: Unless you're watching on uh, UMS uh, Movement Mastermind. Well, they've already got them. Because if you're watching from
0: the Facebook group, that's how you got it. Yeah,
1: but just... If you're watching
0: from YouTube, then you're going to want to get one of those because then you can join our private Facebook group. You can
1: get in streaming live and you can ask all the questions and we'll get straight to them. Mm -hmm. So jump on over if you're a YouTube viewer. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, today's episode, it's all about. Uh, I just filmed three videos for YouTube about the middle splits, about end drain strength for the middle splits. It's a hot topic. Um, our most trending video at the moment is called um, How to Do the Side Splits or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, uh, it's going nuts. We're getting like 200 views a day. Um, no, sorry, it's Subscribers a day. Yeah, 200 subscribers a day, we're actually getting about 200, uh, views an hour at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's over 100,000 views, isn't it now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Um, And yeah, so it's obviously a hot topic that people want to learn about. So we've created these three new videos, I'm going to be uploading at least one or two of them today because we've just had them back from our videographer, so I just have to review them and then, uh, you know, upload them to YouTube. So I thought it'd be a good, uh, a a good opportunity to talk about this. you know, Phil asked me uh, before the show, what do you think you could share? And what I wanted to, to talk about, well, you tell me, what do yeah, you well, think I Yeah, like, well, I think, uh,
1: like, I guess Rad sort of has made such progress in his flexibility in stretching recently and has talked about, oh, yeah, I could have, you know, if I'd known what I did now, like, could have done this ages ago. And so for someone like me who has basically nil flexibility for my interest in, like, triathlon sports and beach volleyball, <laughs> um... Yeah. If I was to, you know, want to achieve what you've currently achieved and I was starting now and I was just committed to really making it my goal to get middle splits and mm-hmm. hell high water, that was that's what I'm getting. How would you approach from someone like at my position?
0: Yeah, for sure. Good questions. The first thing that I would say is, um, slow is to be uh to understand that it's a journey and that sounds so um but
1: here you are saying that you know i could have done this so much faster but uh, yeah, oh
0: for sure and yeah. and you will you will by taking it's the tortoise tortoise in the hair, right it's yeah. the tortoise in the hair, um and uh by rushing the process and trying to force it i caused myself a lot of injuries, nothing major, nothing that like I'm carrying, but you know, minor tears, strains, whatever a physio would call them. But whatever it was, it was enough that I couldn't stretch properly for three, four, sometimes six weeks. Um, And it was because I was trying to rush it. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I think was really surprising for me was I always thought that you had to stretch every single day in order to achieve great results, and you don't. Uh, But it's important to understand what the difference between stretching and mobility training is because you do have to do mobility training every day. So stretching, the clarification between the two is that stretching is uh, a series of different exercises and sets and reps and it's done like a workout where I mean you've seen what I do when I'm stretching it's pretty full-on it's not for the faint-hearted there's loaded stretching components to it I get out of a position and I'm like oh my god it's like you know there's it's not pain but it's discomfort it's like whoa that was full-on and the goal is to stretch the muscles to teach the nervous system how to allow the muscles to go to to elongate more before they you know contract so that you increase mobility. And mobility, and this is our definition. Somebody might say, oh, that's not my, what mobility and stretching is, and I'm not gonna argue, but this is our definition of it. Mobility is an umbrella term for anything that takes your body through full range of motion. So you stretch to increase your mobility, and yeah. you do mobility training to maintain your range of motion. <laughs> (laughs) Um, and then mobility training though is something, so you only, so, so you only need to stretch one particular muscle group once a week in order to get a really good result.
1: So you're kind of treating, uh, I guess strength training more like your strength training, stretch training more like your strength training in this case, Absolutely, you're really trying to do this like targeted sort of overload. Absolutely. And then... You're trying to achieve that sort of, you know, give it time and recovery for adaptation instead of doubling down, like, you know, in the same way that you'd program the strength. And I
0: honestly believe that one to two times a week on one muscle group or one movement, like middle splits is a movement, um, you know, because it's not just one muscle group, it's adductors and hamstrings for the middle splits, but, um, you know, a movement, so a pancake is a movement, a middle splits is a movement, the front splits is a movement, the back bridge is a movement, whatever it is, Um, that once or twice a week um, is optimal.
1: But then you'd be, with your mobility work, getting into things like Cossack squats and and low squats, where you're getting that adductor sort of stimulus, Mm -hmm. but nothing Mm -hmm. to that sort of same peak as you would with your Uh, I'll, I'll, give a,
0: I'll give a much more specific definition of what I think a good mobility workout is than what I was able to find when I was doing my research because what I found was very wishy-washy. It was just these concepts and maybe try this. And I'll give you all a, a very specific this is what mobility would look like. Uh, mobility is a 10-minute routine that is done at a lower intensity than stretching. That doesn't has no goal to increase your current range of motion. It's just to access the range of motion that you've already got, and it contains zero passive stretching. Oh, so, so it's movement through your range of motion. So, I took the team through the tribe through a mobility session today because we're, we're doing testing week, and we had 10 minutes left at the end, and we went into the middle splits. So, some people. Their middle splits is like this, mine's out here. (laughs) And I said, okay, now that we're in the middle splits, we're gonna just lean forward a few times. So we went forward as far as we could go. So for some people, it's just like this, you know. Then we reached over for the foot. So some people were trying to touch their toes, others were grabbing their foot, went to the other side, reached over the top, reached the other side. So we're doing these things that that people might do as a passive stretch, but we're not holding it passively. And then we, went, uh, then we went a bit wider. Then we did all these ones, you know, where we swiveled the hips a little bit. We went into like, you know, the cobra and cat stretch that they do in yoga, you know, where you go into that cobra position where yeah, your hips yeah. are in the ground and then back in the cat. So you're taking the spine through its full range of motion, um, at least inflection extension. Then we, you know, a whole bunch yeah. of different things. And it took, it took like seven or eight minutes, but there was no stretching and there was no, oh my God, this is... Really full on, yeah. but doing that every day, what it does is because you you make flexibility gains, you get a little bit more flexible. Then, if you don't do it for a week, that week you tighten up again. Yeah, you know? so I guess
1: you could kind of talk about like when we were, um, when I talk about strength training through injuries, talk about you know working in your available range. So, your mobility yeah. session is all about just kind of working you know within that barrier of your available range, and then your stretching um sessions are. Trying to exceed that,
0: yeah, available exactly. Yeah. yeah, and for those of you that are part of the UMS online coaching program, the or, or that have the ultimate warm up routine, that's another um, really good mobility routine. But the warm up routine that we do in the UMS is the perfect mobility routine yeah, it, it is it, so what you're
1: talking about was sounding a bit familiar there yeah, so. <laughs> yeah i
0: mean it's so good but all i did today was taking yeah. through some different stuff that we don't do in the yeah. warm-up because you know like ideally you'd even do some slightly different things daily like there's yeah, a couple yeah. of staple things that i would do like like i think of it this way mobility i want to take my joints to their full range of motion in um, some basic positions, but then I also want to do some slightly different stuff each day. So I'll always try and go to the splits. I'll always try and do a pancake. I'll always try and do a front, front splits. I'll always try and take myself into full extension through my whole anterior chain, like that one where we hang from the rings, and yeah. um, like there's this one that we do where if you get a set of rings that's roughly about your chin height, if you hang but let your legs go back, it makes your whole body stretch like this. So that takes yeah. my whole anterior chain to its maximum the, uh, range of motion, it's
1: looking somewhat like a banana. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Curve side down yeah
0: that's right yeah And yeah. that
1: imagery for the podcast listeners yeah, you know that's right people.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a that's a good example of mobility um so yeah and just by doing that stuff daily like what i was trying to hammer home to to everybody this morning is that doing 5 minutes of mobility daily is yeah. infinitely better than doing none at all yeah and i would argue that if you can't find 5 minutes to do mobility a day then you don't have a life Yep, you are right. a slave to like if you cannot find five if you say oh man i can't find five minutes yeah, and yeah, it makes yeah. you feel good yeah. it actually yeah. makes you feel really good like i was feeling quite tired this morning and i wasn't training i was teaching a yeah. class but i i did it with the guys and at the end of it i was like oh man i feel so good after that you yeah. know it's not like a workout and that's man, the clarification man. stretching is like a workout yeah. and if your stretching doesn't feel like a workout you're not really stretching you're not understanding how challenging it should yes. be
1: do you have a third major point? Yeah, or? I do. I do, and All I've got to right, think about it because I've got down. Um, so what of I, I want to do is go back to that first point because we, you know, we yep. we kind of went over it, but um, just as a, a way of thinking about it. So Brad's advice for getting the results, um, as, like in a quicker manner than he has in the past, is by taking things slowly yep. and gradually building things up. So the way you can kind of think about it is, if you need to get from here up to here, then you go up the stairs. So you're just going little increments, but time by mm-hmm, time, but mm-hmm. each time.
0: You're, get one you're step progressing. Closer, yeah. Whereas
1: yeah. maybe in the past you've been in a bit of a roller coaster, which I think is so common for people uh, especially is, that i see in, in physio land is that uh people get really motivated for a little while and then they drop off so it's kind of more like a roller coaster so they go up and then they drop right down because they get stuck by yeah. you know injuries or you know they, their body doesn't feel great because they've gone a bit too hard and then they go back down to where they started and then they go off maybe a bit higher yeah. but then they've you know go over their sort of threshold and then end up dive bombing all the way yeah. down so i think that idea of having the staircase approach where you're just gradually increasing time by time rather than the roller coaster approach you can see how you could really start to achieve things, and by having the uh, targeted stretch stretch sessions once a week for each body part, then that's that little step up, and then yep. you're just keeping that step by doing your mobility.
0: Yep, and. Um, I'll clarify as well like I mean if to give you an insight into my mental state back then my mental state was I am going to get more flexible every day and I would do some sessions where my body wasn't feeling it and flexibility is a, like strength training it's it is an undulating process it's not a straight path to get there like you have these strength training days where you just can't really explain it but you come in and you're like man I yeah. feel weak today we were talking you know? about
1: the rate of C exertion yesterday mm-hmm. so you guys have the PRA and the um, program cards or yep. you know, use RPA yep. um, but yeah having I think tracking that and sort of being aware of like oh sometimes you just don't feel <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't feel great and you can look at your sleep and your
0: but in the first state. few years of my pursuit of doing the splits I w- approached those days of I am gonna push myself. I'm yeah. gonna get into the to the my maximum range of motion no matter what. And those were always the days I injured myself. Yeah. And I'd do, you know, minor little tears in my adductors or whatever you whatever you wanna call it. Um, that would I would then go back the next day and I couldn't even get close because I was in discomfort and I'd be like, oh man. And then What I can say is if you ever do get to that point where you have injured yourself, um, still stretch, but man, are you doing it differently. Like you're not even going close to your full range of motion. All you're doing is just going to a point where you just feel a little bit of discomfort and just kind of gently sitting there, you know?
1: Um, So just to get down to like, I guess, details, I know that like a big part of why we're talking about this is we're about to release a bunch of videos that go through sort of three stages of 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 work. End
0: range strength and in in an intermediate way, these are really not, Absolute beginner workouts. We've got yeah. beginner workouts on our YouTube channel. These are progressions from that yeah. So this is an intermediate and intermediate slash advanced and an advanced So just
1: to be clear about the if you're doing a session like one session per week working on the adductors to your groin muscles to mm-hmm. get the middle splits so would that session be uh, Only NRAN strength would it be loaded strength would it get a combination with combination it be of all of it. Yeah
0: combination okay. of all of it um Far less passive. I do most of my passive stuff now on my mobility sessions. That is, you know, when I, um, and I know that contradicts what I just said before, but to clarify when i said mobility doesn't involve passive positions i meant for a warm-up but when you're doing a mobility session like a a, a little 10 minutes of mobility at the end of your workout that's absolutely when i would just go into the splits and just sit there gently but it's not what i mean by it's not like a passive stretch session as i'm doing for those on the uh podcast i'm doing the little inverted speech commas in the air here um the reason why is because People associate this passive stretching with you're going to get into a stretch and then hold it for 60 to 90 seconds or 30 breaths and that's what we've been taught for so long in the fitness industry and I guess that's what I'm saying but in the sense of will I just pull my legs out and passively sit there and gently rock from side to side, yes I would in a mobility session
1: but probably not pushing quite to the extent Absolutely of, not. Yeah, Absolutely
0: so. not. No not pushing at all. Yeah. Not pushing at all. Yeah. And um That's I think okay, th- I think this know. is a, yeah yeah and I think this is a really good time to clarify when do you do mobility and when do you do stretching where you've got options with stretching you can do stretching as its own workout so people some people like to do that because we like to maximize our time in the UMS we do stretching between the sets of strength training and we've come up with an revolutionary way of training that achieves a balance between strength and flexibility because of that um, but uh, mobility i would say there's three really important times to do mobility number one is a warm-up do mobility as your warm-up uh, don't do passive stretching and definitely don't do nothing do mobility as your warm-up mobilize your joints Number two is do mobility at the end of your strength training session. Because you may have done a strength training session like a bent arm strength, where you're strength training your your arms, and at the same time you're doing a front splits Workout, which is what stretching session, which is like what we do in the UMS. So in that workout, you've only worked on flexibility for the front, front splits. So at the end of the session, when you're really warmed up, it's a great opportunity to do five or 10 minutes of mobility in all of your joints so that you're, you, you know, you're taking yourself through that full range of motion when you're totally warm and limber. And then the third time to do it would be on a day off. If you're not doing anything, do 10 minutes of mobility. Nice. Make sense? Yeah. So I'm trying to think, because I didn't plan this at all, so I'm trying to think of what would be my third thing. It um, doesn't have to be three. It's just yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have to it's be but about three. about the but lessons three, you've learned. Yeah, you but three is a nice number, so I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of this. <laughs> so I've spoken about that you need to stretch, uh, you need to clarify. For those watching st-
1: here, uh, please put in a question. If you have any questions, um, anything at all, or if you're listening online uh, on the podcast or on YouTube, make sure to put in comments and we'll we'll add them to our list of things to get to. Mm.
0: Just while you. Look, uh, even though I've touched on this, we haven't clarified that this is actually a point. What we've clarified so far, one point is take it slow. Two points are you only need to stretch a muscle group once or twice a week. The third point that I would say, which I've touched on, but I haven't said this is a point, is you must learn to differentiate between pain and discomfort. And you must, that is a trial and error, and you must learn from your errors. When you go the next day, and you try to go into the same position, and you go, oh my God, I can't even get halfway there, and I feel this real discomfort in my groin when I try and do the middle splits. The day before, you went to pain, and you didn't realize it, and you have to learn to differentiate between that. Got it. Yeah, I think that's a really important one. And, um, I had another one that I was just thinking of. Well, while
1: you think of it, we've got uh, Kevin Lee here saying, Happy Friday, guys. It seems like cold and warm limits of flexibility increase at different rates. I noticed um, that while my fully warmed up range at the end of flexibility workout might be increasing, my cold starting point doesn't seem to be changing much. Did you experience something like this yourself, Rad?
0: I like that you said that, Kevin, because to be honest, I actually still experience that now. Even uh, even after my uh, level of flexibility where when I'm well, fully...
1: Kevin is a very flexible dude. He's, yeah, he? He's uh, come in to see me in the, in the clinic before. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the online members. Yeah, so, yeah. really?
0: Awesome. Oh, yeah. Cool, Kevin. Nice. Yeah, um, he's, a,
1: he's got some very impressive uh, middle splits. And yeah, <laughs> really?
0: Wow. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, dude, I find that my cold flexibility is still... Um, i'm still kind of like what is this all i can get to you know like i can do the splits and but when i'm cold i only go to here but but i warm up very very quickly like just a couple of little movements and then i can go you know maybe i'll when i'm cold stone cold if i try and go to the splits i'll go here but if i spend a minute just doing some cossack squats and some whatever i'll go from here to here Um, but i will never be able to get to my full range of motion without doing multiple sets uh, it seems to be that way. And even people that I know that are more flexible than me will say the same thing. There's some freaks out there. And maybe there's not a, maybe they're not all freaks. Maybe there's some extremely dedicated, hardworking people that started when they were young and have done this for a lot longer than me. Because everything's getting better within me every year. So I can only imagine, like I've been, you know, really stretching for four or five years. If somebody had been really stretching for 20 years, I can only imagine they'd be four or five times better than I am at it. Um, but what I do notice is that the better I get, the more active range of motion I've got when I'm cold. Like I can lift my body into positions, uh, really nicely, um, even when I'm cold. So,
1: so I guess just one thing having, I guess, watched your journey a bit over the last like little while, um, with that knee injury that you ended up getting from trying to force the inner, um, internal, internal rotation, rotation, like uh, it seems like a pretty big mistake to make when stretching. So mm. do you want to explain mm. maybe the lesson learned from
0: that one? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> big time. Um, well, there's a very specific lesson and then there's a, maybe more of a metaphorical read between (laughs) the lines kind of a lesson. And the very specific lesson that I've learned is don't try to force hip internal rotation. I was um led down a rabbit hole that i believe is completely unnecessary now now that i've after i learned about fai hip after i had my injury and it was made aware that that's what i have it's called femoral acetabular impingement Um, for those of you that don't know um, after i learned about that and then i started to look at um how much internal hip rotation can actually be gained Um, by anybody and from what I've learned is that you can really only improve your natural internal hip rotation by about 15% um, and that's with a a lot of work so some people just have it naturally and some people don't.
1: Yeah I think it might be just worth clarifying what um, FAI basically there's two different types you get either um, with the ball and the socket uh, you either get like an overgrowth of bone here which is quite common in guys or you can get a overgrowth of the cartilage sort of labrum coming out um, or the the joint space uh, from the the socket part of the um, of the hip. So it's important Richie. to understand that, you know, this is something that happens, uh, basically it's really common in people who are athletic and it's basically an adaptation of your body to deal with like the, the force you're putting oh. it under. So um, when we're talking about, you know, everyone, there's really interesting sort of uh genetic differences in the type of hip like the shape and the size of hip sockets so what is possible for some people just is not possible for others and yeah. i think that's an important thing to kind of understand so i imagine you would have been watching some guys who were doing some really amazing internal hip rotations. yeah stuff. And, and that's and, probably coming from a place of having a different sort of shape yeah. and, and different aspect yep. of the hip socket yeah and also maybe without, with or without the, the
0: and AI i and AI. i just had a i had the, i had a belief that I am going to make this happen no matter what. So I was forcing something. And so here's the very specific lesson is that as I was trying to force internal hip rotation, I was feeling it on the medial aspect of my knee, which is in here on the inside of your knee. And I was feeling discomfort there. And in my mind, I was knowing, well, lateral force on the knee is not a good thing, but I still kept doing it. And then one day I realized I had chronic pain it lasted for a very long time. And then I got an MRI and realized I had a flat tear on my uh, meniscus. So, yeah. uh, that is a big lesson. The, which
1: I think for people who are really forcing middle splits, that's probably quite a common sh- thing ch- getting down into that position where your knees getting a lot of that, that force going. Yeah. Um, you know, yep.
0: the- yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, another point, you know, if you're feeling pain in the knees in like laterally, like in the side of the knees, when you're stretching, you need to immediately back off and see a physiotherapist and get, educated on what's going on in your body and figure out whether what you're doing is going to cause you more harm than good. Because what I've learned is I've I've given in to, like I had this dream five years ago that I was going to be this all flexible dude. And I know that I am compared to the average person, but I'm talking ballet level i'm talking be able to stand up and lift my leg up in the air like that and the further i go down the more i realize how much work really goes into that and not just how much work goes into it like when you look at the the best of the best you're looking at people that not only have trained harder than anybody else that started younger than anybody else but they were hand-picked early on as the best yeah, of the it's best survivorship
1: that's, bias like people who could you know often will you know if they're genetically limited they'll get kind of culled earlier yeah, that's right that's <laughs> right so I mean really this is this is the
0: nature of the best of the best like if you're like if you want to talk about you know you want to say mm-hmm. I want to be able to play football like um, or, or basketball like Michael Jordan yeah. well Michael Jordan was obviously somebody that excelled from a child from everybody else and got the leg up you know uh, without knowing his story at all so sorry if I'm offending anybody here by by not knowing what michael jordan but that's just an example like a dancer a martial artist a boxer whatever so yeah i've just accepted that yeah, um, i think
1: the kind of analogy there would be like if someone you know maybe my height was like oh you know i want to be like mj then you know i'm probably going to have a, a more difficult time because i'm not just as tall as him and people who are taller like if you are seven foot tall you're like there's 10 percent of people in the us who are te- seven foot yeah, tall
0: yeah.
1: uh who are in the nba so yep. it's like there are certain things in, in hip shape like the actual size um and the w- angle in which your hip. Positions itself um, has a big difference on the range you'll be. Able yeah, to and so what you
0: can what you can do. So rather than doing what I did, which is look at other what other people can do and say I'm going to do that at all costs, and then hurting yourself. Yeah. Um, saying, well, that's motivating. I'm going to follow these parameters and guidelines and be the best that I can be. Yeah. And, and if I. Understanding,
1: uh, I guess, that pain versus discomfort and thing and that you're talking
0: about, to Oh, massively. You a- massively, you know. And, um, you know, and then again, the concepts that if you watch these YouTube videos that are going to go up um, today about end strength, again, if I knew that stuff, because it's so, there's so much about developing flexibility and developing the splits that is nothing to do with the flexibility of your adductors the muscles that need to be flexible for you to get out into the splits and it is so much to do with the strength of your abductors the the glutes and the muscles that pull the the legs apart away from their center line um that is such a massive part of being able yeah. to do the splits and, and, and if i knew and one,
1: that one thing as well with as i talked about a bit with ball and socket joints especially, like you really need those muscles that are surrounding the joint that keep the ball in the middle of the socket to be very much doing their job because as soon as you start to get like glides within the joint, so basically Mm -hmm. the, the ball sort of shifting back and forth within the socket, um then that will obviously like if you can if you're watching the video if you start to like push up against an edge and then try and rotate if you're up against that edge you're gonna have a harder time than if you were sort of more in the middle and then you you Mm -hmm. rotate so very similar to the shoulder and what we've talked about in the shoulder in the the past there so
0: yeah so kevin uh kevin's saying thanks good to know wasn't sure if it was a symptom of overstretching i'm still learning my limits of not going too far and re-injuring myself listen i want to give you this isn't this wouldn't have been one of the points i was going to say but i want to this is my closing thought on this when i do my stretching sessions now, not my mobility sessions. I have a workout and, you know, you can get these workouts that I do um, in the mobility masterclass, which you can either buy as a standalone program or you can get it as part of the UMS online coaching. But these workouts that I do, there's there's just like a strength workout. You've got your exercise, your sets, your reps. And what I do now, I just go into my workout and I know what is comfortable for my body. And I just do the workout with detachment from how far I get in the workout. So some workouts, I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll go, holy shit, look at that. I'm right in the splits. And then other workouts, I'll do it. And I'm only 70% or 80 or 90% where I was the other day. And I don't force it at all. I just go through my workout. And Kevin, I think that's a really important thing to do. Um, Your limits, once you understand what your limits are, it's actually really easy. It's just where your body sort of comfortably goes it's when you get to that point where you go i'm gonna push this that's when you go past your limits and i've found that in the groin in the hips you don't really feel that you are doing damage until the next day um it's quite a robust structure it's quite quite strong and capable so at least in my body i've got very strong legs so that's my experience
1: uh last thoughts for wrapping it up because ums is all about sort of marrying flexibility and strength together mm-hmm. uh what are your thoughts on stretching and like what with strengthening of your adductors uh have you found that to be a you know thing that improves it makes it uh you know your slows down your flexibility how do you feel like it yeah. kind of ties in together
0: uh i think eccentric loading of the adductors um whilst doing the splits is has been an essential part of my
1: so that's my like with the slide
0: pads yeah, yeah 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 either so either socks on a slippery floor being very very careful you really have to yeah. watch out <laughs> with this you want something on your hands so that if you lose it you can just take all your weight on your hands so either hanging onto a yeah. gymnastics ring or having a bench in front of you and letting your feet slide out with your body weight into it then putting your your hands onto the bench or pulling while you go back up and then going again yeah. doing 10 reps like that also i contractions um, and also cossack squat at the most basic level cossack squats I think are really useful for this so absolutely yes yeah. I think I think having strength in your adductors through the range of motion and developing it through the range of motion is not a hindrance at all in fact it's actually something that's gonna yeah. really help and I've
1: you. talked a bit about the research around eccentric training and um, with the Nordic hamstring curl especially yeah, and yeah. the increase of range you get in your hamstrings so yeah. uh the Copenhagen adductor strengthening uh, protocol is one way you're doing pressure same idea is that but eccentrically, heavily eccentrically loading your adductors and it's something that's really popular in football um, mm-hmm. injury prevention at the moment I'd be sort of interested to see how that would kind of play into a, a middle splits program yeah. um, well it's been it's I've, been
0: huge it, in in the uh, mobility masterclass. when you join that program in the first phase you start doing that you start you doing the e- yeah uh, well I, I don't you do uh, eccentric loading of the adductors with the the yeah yeah yeah, okay, cool. yeah. 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 Um, and we do that because that was one of the biggest breakthroughs for me I was doing <laughs> I was doing static stretching for yeah. 15 or 16 years, getting nowhere from it, and then I started doing loaded yeah. eccentrics and boom, my flexibility just improved. increased, yeah. yeah.
1: For those who uh, do look up the Copenhagen uh, exercise on YouTube, I'd encourage you to start easier and slower than you think. I gave it a go before prescribing it for one of my um, football uh, patients and definitely was really feeling it for a little while after that, so just, if you do do it, take it easy. <laughs>
0: So um, Yasha is saying this, we've just got time for one more question. So this will be our last question. Yasha uh, Shantha is saying, I've got hip dysplasia and arthritis in my hip, which means my mobility is pretty crappy. Any tips with trying to do the middle splits? I know I probably won't get full range, but aiming for something better than uh, where I am. So that's that's a great goal. The goal should be just to aim for being better than where you are now. And my advice would be, uh, my understanding of, of what the, the issues that you're suffering with there is that um, strength training and training your range of motion is a really important part, That uh, that one of the things that alleviates the pain in arthritis is uh strengthening the joint is that yeah, right
1: 100 percent active yeah. versus passive structures yeah. arthritis comes from the passive structures having to do too much work which i've talked about a lot um and so the way that you can deload those passive structures so the ball in the middle of the socket is by having really active muscles around it like a dynamic scaffolding that deloads the um the parts of your passive structures so your bones your cartilage your ligaments and uh yeah enables enables you to uh, continue on with yeah. those those exercises and there's so much evidence around um arthritis and the importance of strength training. So yep. I'd say with your goals for getting to the middle split, I'd heavily weight the strengthening component. I was just about
0: to say the same yeah. thing. I think a lot of people really, a lot of people mistaken their l- a lack of flexibility for being the reason why they have pain when in f- far more cases than not, it's actually a lack of strength. That's
1: my, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. like, that's one of the most common things I see as a physio, is people coming in being like, I just need these stretches because I keep getting tight, and I'm like the reason you get tight yeah. is because your structures are overloaded, Yeah. And so we need to build up capacity. Yeah. And, and so and for you, it's so much about building up that capacity and, and the strength around that joint, because when you're thinking about passive stretches, thinking about really like loaded stretches, which is some of what um, uh, Rad's been talking about here, is what you're doing there is basically stressing your passive structures uh because you're trying to let your muscles totally relax. So if you can get that real active component to your st- uh to your hip range, then
0: that's yeah, right. yeah, so you really need a you need a strength training program and the best one that I've ever seen you can get for a She's one right month place. free trial if you get the UMS. <laughs> Guys, I know that we plug this all the time, but I mean that's th- this, we believe in it so much, you know? That's why um, I work here, 'cause well,
1: I'm like, oh, it's the ideal physio programme. But yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> literally it's why Phil works here. And um it it is the it's the ultimate program for the general um population and then even at people that want to achieve a lot we have you know places to take you but uh, and this is why we give a one month free trial because um so many people are so skeptical of these online training training programs and rightly so there's a lot of cowboys out there um so yeah give it a try uh, try it for a month see so if you like the, it you what don't like can
1: people it. expect from the videos that are getting uploaded today so the videos that
0: are getting uploaded today the mid- the end range strength it's some honestly revolutionary groundbreaking methods uh, about not only stretching the adductors but strengthening the abductors in the short shortened range of motion some things that you will have never seen before it, it seems like it seems like more like a strength workout rather than a flexibility workout but it will give you better flexibility than you know so anything
1: th- this will be something appropriate for yasha here who's you know maybe sat by the sounds like at the the beginning of the journey it, it totally
0: depends uh no, no no not not the in- biggest it's a it, it is an intermediate workout that i'm putting up today there's a beginner the one that we've already got up there that's that's f- flying along that i had to yeah. recheck what it was because I hadn't seen it for so long, yeah. I think that's a really good beginner one and the See. reason why is because the, the two main exercises in it are Cossack squats yep. and then loaded eccentrics Do, well, and, and, I, and I think those are really good ones. So
1: Yasha's on the UMS program so start there. And oh then, that's so cool. Start
0: yeah. So just start on the UMS program on the foundations uh, program, that's where you want to start Yasha uh, and just work through that and just be consistent. The consistency is what's going to create um, the results for you and Um, Yeah, post in the online coaching group, Yasha. I haven't seen you post before, so great to see you post here. But please post any questions that you have in the UMS online coaching group. That's where we really help And also
1: really post some videos of your progress so we can give you more tailored advice to your current situation. Because I'm sure that if you're – especially if you're new to this, there's so many people there who are new to this and can benefit so much from – Um, yeah getting like feedback so for all you guys who are out there um, watching like on these groups please post videos please post your progress and we can give you very much tailored advice which can help the whole group
0: yeah and for those of you that are in the ums online coaching program i mean mean, you've got access to this amazing amazing program um and coaches like us that are hungry to give you feedback so post post let us know what you're doing and um yeah let's get it going
1: See you on Monday.
0: Yeah, see you on Monday. I'm going to have to press stop because Richard's left the room. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> yep, okay, Here
1: we go. I'll usually say professional too. <laughs>